on the Bamcast. We're about to get savage on this beach. One star? Oh yeah! Bamcast is ready! All right, and welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, hey, hey Bamcast. Bamcast. Hey. Episode 144. Gross. Grody. Oh. 12 squared. Math. 12 v 12. <laughs> Math. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. And I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every wonderful episode of the Bamcast is... Movies. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes we watch a movie from a series that we celebrate and have celebrated in the past. Mm-hmm. And then we come in here and we talk about it for about 30 to 45 minutes. And then it gets a rating. Good, mm-hmm. bad movies. Enjoyable, bad movies. Get one five jocks, as in robot jocks. Hooray! And bad, bad movies as a stay away. They get one to five bags and a negative sliding scale as in douchebags after Twilight. Boo! Boo, Boo <laughs> indeed. So, right. we decided to pick back up with uh, the Andy Sedaris uh, Masterpiece Collection. Hooray! Hooray. Guns, Girls, and G-Strings, I believe, yeah. is the uh, DVD box. box. Uh, it's, it's, we're up to Savage Beach. Yeah. Savage yeah. Beach. Savage Beach from 1989. Quite mm-hmm. savage mm-hmm. indeed. 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 So let's get a plot summary out of the way so we can talk more about Savage Beach. Okay. Mm-hmm. Donna and Tara become humanitarians when they answer the call to chaperone some vaccine from Molokai to Knox Island. En route, their plane goes down on a remote island where the buxom babes must battle criminal elements intent on uncovering a hidden cache of gold stolen and buried by the Japanese in World War II. Entirely accurate description. Was somebody writing that, like, trying to make a tongue twister out of it? Probably. So, yes. yeah, we've got the, ladies, the two main chicks. Yeah, the ladies who had the sweet Jeep and the plane mm-hmm. Donna and Taryn service. return. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think they've Still been all of them except played the by first one. Donna and Hope. Hope. Yeah. So, yeah, they. Uh, that's pretty much what it says. Yeah. That, that was the plot of the movie. Yeah. Also returning, mm-hmm. John Apre. Apreya? Apreya, sure. Either sure. way. Apreya. 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 Picasso Trigger from Picasso, Picasso Trigger. Yeah, he's back. It's so, not. is this like their homage to Bond films, where it's just like, eh. I, th- I think they just have a small stable of actors, and it's just like, I don't know, you yeah. can come back. Yeah, yeah so there, Andy Sedaris was probably friends with this yeah. guy, and just like, want to hang out with some more uh, topless chicks? <laughs> he's like, yes, I do. Do some more cocaine? Yeah, <laughs> okay. We'll pay you. In Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Shit. I would have done anything. I know. Yeah. To be like, friends with Andy Sedaris. Yeah. Holy like, crap, dude. Oh, okay, we're making movies in Hawaii. Making yeah. quote unquote movies. <laughs> films, sir. Films. 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 Yes. Quote unquote. Cinema. Whatever. <laughs> in Hawaii. Mm. Uh, okay. All sure. right. Whatever. So yeah, Savage Beach. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a movie. We watched it. It is. We did. <laughs> Does not start off as well as something like Hard Ticket to Hawaii. <clears throat> no. Like the credits are just like a samurai doing samurai moves against the sunset mm-hmm. with credits yeah though savage beach does have a sweet logo it it's does. got like the oh yeah because oh, the rising sun yeah, yeah the rising the flag, sun. It's yeah. Got the rising i thought it was like a production company logo at first and no, no man they the, smashed right to it yeah. this one savage beach yep There's no wicker man here with seven Ooh. different companies making this sucker <laughs> no. Yeah. no no so yeah there's there's credits and then um the girls are back and they're riding around in sweet jeep trying to get somewhere, sweet and jeep. they're busting. They're doing a drug bust. Yeah, mm-hmm. and their two friends um, who are brand new to this. Yeah, just series. I think new to the uh, drug actually, enforcement. Actually, no. Patty was in the other. Patty one. was yeah. okay. Which or one was Patty Pat? Cakes, as she's called in this one? Mm-hmm. Which, the brunette. And then there's the okay. redhead named Rocky. Ugh. 
where these two chicks like walk up to these guys in front of a warehouse and they're just camel toeing it up <laughs> in these outfits that they're well, wearing. Well, they roll I mean, up on some fierce. sweet, some sweet cycles, <laughs> scoopers, <Yeah>. and they. <laughs> seduce these guys to get them away from the door so that Donna and Taryn can sneak in and find the drugs hidden inside the pineapples. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. She, yeah, she pulls the top off a pineapple and is like, mm. sweet, Coke. <laughs> Got up a little baggy and then walks, and then just from that point just office. walks into the office and is like, I'm in the DEA and I got a warrant. <laughs> Here's my badge. Here's my warrant. And the guy goes, Oh, and yanks out a shotgun. Yeah. Here's my shotgun. Here's my yeah. shotgun. <laughs> he said he's sort of casual about it. He's like, "Oh yeah, here's well, yeah. here's my shotgun. <laughs> here's my shotgun." <laughs> yeah, and so there's a little mini gunfight. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two girls outside are seducing the dudes. Yeah, get overtaken immediately. So yeah, beat. just instantly, just toppled and thrown mm-hmm. over, and so. There's a little mini gunfight, and then the two main dudes sort of try to get away in a, in a van, but apparently that's been booby-trapped already, so they just flip yeah. a switch and comically blow it up. Yeah, to Taryn's where, just like, I'm well, not yeah, another pretty she, face. Yeah. She threw the satchel in yeah. before she satchel ran charges. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, she somewhere along the way became the demolitions expert for mm-hmm. this little team. Sure. So, they've caught the bad guys. Even though, mm-hmm. as they once again point out in this movie, she's technically a civilian. She's not a DEA agent. Nope. She's... Nope. she's isn't her deal that she's in the witness relocation program or That's, something? Yeah. And part of her penance yeah. is that she has to work with yeah. these people. <laughs> sure. Yeah, don't. I know. If they just hadn't that mentioned like that three movies ago, shit dude. at the end, but yeah. But yeah, so they successfully do this drug bust and then smash. Well, yeah, to, well, they blow up the back of this van. Well, yeah, like light the van on fire sure. is how they're going to catch these guys. Yeah, and yeah. they're just like, don't mess with the DED or what? They have mm. some. It's not the Drug Enforcement Agency. It's some other thing. But then just smash cut immediately to all four of them topless in the hot tub, mm-hmm. hanging out. Well, first they bust them, you know, because they're comically burned. Well, yeah, know, and then the like holes yeah. in the clothes and some, and then, you know, ashy coloration on their skin. Yeah, and then bam, nudity. Yep, mm-hmm. right to we the. We probably hot should tub. have kept a timer just to see. Yeah. How long it took. This one actually pretty much got to nudity sooner. It certainly got to it sooner than Picasso Trigger because that movie took a while. Yeah. This one is just like, nope, seven minutes in, here you go. Explosions, nudity, there you go. I call it the triple T, <laughs> the time to tits. <laughs> sure. It's, it's a quotient. Oh, okay. Since we're keeping with the math theme. It's, it's an equation. Yeah. Okay. What are the variables? <laughs> <laughs> like the film. <laughs> go on. Yes. And then nudity. Oh, okay. And the time interval. Oh, I see. And it's complicated. Speed I don't of light squared. I don't know. Yeah, so that happens, and then they... I think then we cut to a uh, dude... Random dude well, who we've never seen before, wasn't well, before he? Before we move uh, on, okay. all the stuff they're saying in the hot tub mm-hmm. is for some reason punctuated by Smoky Sacks. Yes. Well, comic Smoky sa- Sacks. Yeah. R- whenever someone says a, some sort of sexual pun of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> this happens two or three more times. I wish they had kept that t- up throughout the rest of yeah, the movie. Yeah, because it, happens- it only shows up like yeah. one or two more times. It shows up two or three times like within the first 15 minutes and then never again, which just pissed me off because they... <laughs> There was at least four or five other times where it would have been totally appropriate. Mm-hmm. Well, there was right one whole scene that it would have been nothing but that. Oh, I know. There, you wouldn't have been yeah. able to hear the dialogue. Right. This, the smoky sex would be overlapping you know, in the soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they cut to this other guy sexing up a chick, and then he gets a call. And he's it, and he's it's, the new namesake guy. Whatever right. that dude's name is who keeps showing up in all the movies, this is the new version of him. I should remember. It's like... Albia, Albanon, something like that. Abilene. Abilene. There you go. Yeah. Shane Abilene. But this is like the first time it's not an old dude. Shane. But he was never really an old dude. He was, well, the... he was sort of like a pencil pusher guy. He wasn't like, you okay. know, 
super my shirt is open i'm sexing up hot babes guy sure so now he's yeah, that. this guy's like a bodybuilder dude yeah and he's sexing up a lady in the pool yeah and then it's like it's the you know oh you're needed and he's like sorry ain't got yeah. time for you get I your ass gotta leave <laughs> kind of time thing. for love dr jones <laughs> yeah and he just kind of goes to the airport yeah because they well they somewhere someone has called and they have a bunch of orphans that's right that are sick Mm-hmm. And they need six medicine. <laughs> That's always a problem. It's like six. There's a shack with six orphans in it. Yeah, <laughs> six, six, or six sick orphans sitting in a shack yeah. by the seashore, <laughs> slowly simmering. Yeah, one has a thermometer Silently. in her mouth because that one's obviously sick. Mm-hmm. Another one has a broken arm because mm-hmm. the virus apparently attacks your bones. <laughs> yeah, apparently it was the yeah. T virus. It was mutating. No, it was the, the Genesis Five. No, they needed well, the Genesis, Genesis 5, 5 vaccine. Was the cure to right, the T-virus. to cure the Genesis 5. <laughs> oh. Whatever. Oh, Jesus. Man, I'm going to talk to my doctor about Genesis 5. <laughs> you should. See if Genesis 5 is right for me. It might be. <laughs> should alert your doctor if Genesis 5 works longer than four hours. <laughs> yeah, oh. Do not take Genesis 5 if your planet already has living life on it. <laughs> So anyway, Shane gets the message and they're like, all right, we got to get the Genesis 5 out here. You got a pilot. And he's like, I get the pilots for the job. Mm -hmm. So So of course he calls. Yeah. They call Taryn and uh, Donna who Mm -hmm. are out sunning by the pool with the other chicks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just slathered up with oil. Just she looks like a hunk of leather. She's like like oily leather, like freshly oiled leather is how Donna looks laying there. Mm -hmm. Just Uh, slick moccasins. mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I guess like you could just slide your foot right in her. Where did this just go? All right, thanks, Buffalo <laughs> Bill. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. Leather's good. Yeah. Oh God. Leather will keep you warm when it's cold I'll outside. I'll be leather daddy. <laughs> so anyway, she looks like an old shoe. All right. Right. Sure. So <laughs> yeah. So Shane calls and and they get he gets old shoe and the rest of them. <laughs> On the phone, and he's like, all right, we got the Genesis 5. We got to get it there in 24 hours, and, and it's like 1,500 miles away in the middle of nowhere. And there's a storm coming. Yeah, and there's a storm <laughs> there, coming, so you got to get out of here now. Is there anywhere you can travel? Is Hawaii actually that large? Oh, it's huge. Is it? Really? Yeah. Spread way that far out? Yeah. Okay. All right. But apparently, they were doing some weird-ass looping thing where they were going like over the Sea of Japan and <laughs> back around. Yeah, sure. I mean, they weren't they weren't flying to Hawaii. They were flying somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying they're they're Marshall Marge, Islands. Yeah, I don't something? know where it is. Yeah, just some Knox. It was like Knox Island. Knox I don't Island. even know if that's a real place. I, I don't seriously care. doubt it is. But anyway, so they're like, "All right, we'll do it." And so they meet, and then they meet up with Shane. Mm-hmm. And this begins like the scene that should have had all of the Smoky Sacks comedy. Yeah going on because literally everything the two of them say to each other is an innuendo yep yep everything yeah because he's basically explaining something about the rather large gun that he has in the back of the plane that they're going to take with them Mm -hmm. for protection and blah 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 and it's just he's like it's the biggest uh, one on the island it's like well sometimes it's not the biggest it's it's the performance oh well when you shoot it shoot it you'll know yeah (laughs) you're just watching going just fuck already there are children dying in a shack somewhere exactly that's kind of the you need to do this get it over with so you can save these kids get them the genesis five right 
So yeah, that end, that and that goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just like flirty. Well, somewhere along here, we've also gotten the side plot that becomes the main plot of sure. the <laughs> computer possibly disc. yeah the 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 double crossing plan to get the Filipino gold that was stolen in you know World War II by the Japanese or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you've got guy who doesn't look Filipino at all, Mexican. Yeah, he, he, he looks, looks like a Mexican Jason Siegel. Yes. <laughs> uh huh. And there's there's him, and he shows up to the computer control center mm-hmm. in the Na- it's C. Navy place. And then there's the naval captain who we were saying was uh, Picasso Trigger in right. the yeah. last movie, Captain Andreas in this one. And yeah. then there's this third party guy, this little blonde surfer dude who previously was on a motorcycle and trink gun darted this dude that was driving or riding in the back of this army vehicle. Army guy. Yeah. And so he takes his clothes and, like, becomes him, this mm-hmm. uh, army major or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And so he rolls up and is pretending to be this guy. And the first time they show up, they're, they're doing this whole thing with the computer disc about, oh, we have these calculations where this gold might be hidden, blah, 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 yeah, blah, blah. it could be one of 237's different yeah. areas. Yeah. And, and there's this, the one older guy, computer expert guy with the perfect hair, looks a little bit like Giles from Buffy. Mm. And, like... And he's like, and he apparently steals the disc because yeah. he like does this little sleight of hand thing and hands the well, back to the captain very, guy. Very clever. But when he puts the disc in, he doesn't even put it incorrectly. No, I mean we're talking yeah. like five and a quarter old old floppy discs. Ooh. And oh, and oh, it drove me crazy how they were all handling I it. No, yeah. Well, and the best part is like there was and they're very all the twenty year old kids listening are like. What are things are love who cares? But they're obviously <laughs> also looking at it inside whatever paint program they created them in because the the color and drawing tools are still mm-hmm. on the side of the screen. Anyway, yeah. it's it's awesome. But <laughs> sweet sweet tech, this, bro. The, yeah, this, the plot is, is like he has pro, a copy man. or he actually has the real disc. Yeah. So he meets the air quotes Filipino guy out in the middle of the desert. Sure. They have some sort of deal worked out where he's going to get the disc from him and he's handing him passports and papers and a briefcase full of money right but it's not a briefcase full of money it's a briefcase full of boom because we were kind of expecting the other way yeah the other way the guy standing out in the desert was going to blow up the guy in the cars that's what usually happens but no Mm -hmm. just guy standing by the cactus just randomly blows up so computer guys out of the question and now Mm -hmm. we're like okay so what's the motivation for filipino general guy here because like is he not who he says he is. He's well, just, there was also know. what was the motivation for the American general to be involved at all? I don't know. Because he gives this big speech about how, like, I rerouted the Star Wars satellite and put our country right. at risk so your country can eat. You know, it's just like, well, why'd you do that? Yeah, because the, the whole thing is <laughs> just like, call, this, is, this is some sort of joint operation between the U.S. Navy and the the Filipino government to get back this gold that was stolen in World War Two. Yeah, but I think later on, it just becomes everyone's just sort of in it for themselves because later they go sure. looking for it. It just seems like that dude was just like, I'm going to get half the gold or whatever. Yeah, because the, then they a- introduce yet another party because they say something about that the, the Japanese government is now wanting to pay retribution by helping mm-hmm. them find this and yeah. give them what data they have because there's some old dying general of their army. Mm-hmm. That that is given them information. So like these guys come in, and then it's like you've got the Japanese, the Americans, the we don't know what his motivation is. Guy who's taken out the other army general, yeah, posing as him. But also the Japanese guys who've come in are attacked by other Japanese guys right. to replace yeah, them. Exactly. But this is after we've heard the story from the ancient, yeah, or the old painted, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. The talk about looking like a leather shoe, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They just painted this put dude, caked on mummy makeup on yeah. this dude, mm-hmm. and he tells the story of how the gold ended up in their possession. And it's a lengthy flashback we did not oh, need. 
just yeah. goes on and on and on. Yeah, and it There's all it no says is, hey, this guy took off with the gold. Yeah, basically. And we yeah. never saw where the boat went. And like he, the guy who's now dying of apparently heart cancer. Heart cancer. cancer. The cancer has gripped his heart. Yeah. Sure. Is uh, <laughs> he can feel the cancer gripping his heart? Yeah. Okay, it's a but very aggressive form. In the of cancer. flashback, he's like the only one who says like, "Oh, there's a storm coming. You probably shouldn't go now." Yeah, and that was like the whole kind of the point. Other right. than like, guy goes, "No, guys, guy above you said go, so I'm going." Yeah, okay, yeah. and then he's like, "I heard distress call, and that was it." Right. Heart cancer. Okay. <laughs> in looking up that quote, it's the cancer clutches ever tighter at my heart. Yeah. Sure. And we also forgot to say that when he blows up the computer guy, he says, don't spend it all in one piece. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. laughs like a maniac. Yes. And then dries off. Yeah. He was proud of his pun that nobody else heard. <laughs> no. <laughs> Those are the best puns. Yes. Yeah. So, so true. Because no one, no one can judge. No. Right. Exactly. <laughs> to you, it's the greatest pun in the world. Exactly. <laughs> But yeah, so but yeah, this so is this is all a very confusing all, plot, which is a not, lot of setup that isn't making any sense because it's not tying into any of the people we know are the main characters. Doesn't yeah. need to be there. I mean, right. you need like two factions and and the girls stuck in the middle. That's all you need for yeah. a movie like this. Yeah. And the worst part of it is that it's twenty minutes of dudes. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty minutes of dudes and flashbacks to dudes and dudes dying of heart cancer. And this is not why we watch an Andy Sedaris movie. No. Mm. No. No. But I think he realizes this because Martinez, the Filipino guy, yeah. goes back home to meet his girlfriend, played by Terry Weagle. Porn who would star. Go on to become an adult entertainment porn star. star. Yes. But yeah, and immediately has a sex scene with her. Mm-hmm. Sort of. Sort of. They roll around. Yeah. There's well, a lot of yeah. rolling around and clutching at chests. Well, well, did you see that chest? Yeah, you, you, I, was I saw the movie. Worthy. Yes, I saw the movie, Chuck. Yeah. Yes, I saw that chest. Clutch that shit. Yes, you that is exactly what he <laughs> said. <laughs> well, you got to clutch it and then give it a little bit of gas. Yeah, because yeah. you don't right. want to stall. You clutch it and you never let it go. <laughs> Keep it close to your so anyway, ever yeah. gripping so, heart. So they, so they get us back to our 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 time to tits had gone a bit long yeah sure, there sure. For a but while, it brings so. us right back We're yeah good. it was much longer ttt than the beginning of the movie to the first time yeah. this was crazy amount of setup for this silly little movie yeah, yeah. so the girls we fly got off. taryn and donna flying off yeah mm-hmm. in the storm hits and it's a garden hose out shit's cray yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and somebody wiggling and playing right because yeah. they land safely and deliver the medicine the kids are saved. in the rain right and the, and the doctor doesn't seem like he gives a fuck no he's in no hurry at all no he's just like oh, oh sup I mean, he doesn't even like run and, to the plane. And the way to meet they're them. filming this is a fucking downpour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like, just well, you a know, big it's hose them just yeah, buckets, <laughs> and a wind I mean, machine. It they do a decent job of putting a lot of water, sure, on the set, so yeah. it looks like a downpour that's mm-hmm. going on. And the guy's like, "Oh yeah, why don't you come on in? Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Sure, you want to have a drink? Thanks for that <laughs> Genesis Five, right? You know, yeah. Good luck flying back. Yeah, <laughs> good luck with your exodus. And the girls like, we got to get going because it's th- th- it was supposed to be the calm right. part of the yeah. storm. They landed in the That's calm. That's why it was part. sunny. Right, yeah. they're in the eye. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so, <laughs> so they, they they fuel it back up, yes, get back up there. Well, I don't really know if they fuel it up. One of them grabs a hose and just sort of like takes it over to the plane, and then it's just she like stuck it on the wing for a second. Well, I don't know, but it's just like plane is refueled. Let's go. Yeah. And sure. they take they took off again, and then like we don't want to see the whole process of them refueling. I unlike do. some of the stuff earlier on where they show <laughs> yeah the motorcycle riding on the bridge for oh yeah five, oh, and they then, established and then the there fuck was, out of that. there was Abilene's uh, helicopter flight where we had to see oh, Jack yeah. Creech. Oh yeah, it's clear check, check. Yeah, he looks outside for one second. and goes clear. <laughs> 
No, no ten foot people out there. <laughs> Time to I go. I think this chopper's clear. <laughs> yeah. So then they fly off again into again. the worst part of the storm, and then they basically just like put the plane on autopilot and take their tops off. Yeah, well, the tops were wet because <laughs> yeah. they're like planes are like birds. They're supposed to fly. <laughs> what? Dude, and then really they not. just change their tops, and it's just like. Okay. Hey, tits. I'm okay with that. I mean, in the real world, it doesn't make sense, but whatever. The plane's got autopilot. No. Yeah. They're okay. Then all of a sudden, lightning. Well, I mean, we should we should point out, now the plane is just basically hanging in a warehouse somewhere on right. wires and sure, just sort of yeah, being, like, tilted around a little bit. Because, yeah, lightning strikes, quote unquote, lightning strikes it and fries all their instruments, which they find out by shining a flashlight at the instruments and realizing the instruments aren't working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But their artificial horizon is. Yeah. So yes. they just keep, keep flying. <laughs> for, they're sure, just like, well, not? just keep flying. We'll, we'll, cr- we'll find a place yeah. to crash land. I just love that the vests <laughs> they changed out of, they just put identical vests yeah. on that were just yeah. dry ones. That's, That's your spares. flying vest. Yeah. Yeah. It's their everything vest. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Well, as we found out later, they brought a lot of clothes with them. Sure. They were prepared. Yeah. Including action tank tops. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so they end up crash landing the plane. Yes. Meanwhile, Onto? all the all the where did they crash it? Um, a savage beach. Savage, savage beach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yes, populated by Randy Savage. It's a beach that belongs to me. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I wonder what, if yeah. there was a garden there too. Yeah, and uh, they're just like this doesn't seem to stress them out at all because they get out, they, they walk around, kit. and they look at the beach, and they point. And they're just like, let's make camp. So they build a hut, and then they take their tops off and their bottoms off and frolic in the water. <laughs> it's just... Yeah. And it's like a montage of different outfits of them doing different things, like eating fruit and, you know, like fishing. So, mm-hmm. like, there's this montage of a four-day time span where they're just, like, hanging out on the island, not really giving a fuck about anything. It's just like, well, this happened. Yeah. Now we live here. Yeah. Meanwhile, back on Hawaii, everyone else has... I don't know how they combine their information on the discs or whatever, but yeah. they find out it's this is where it is. There's yeah. one of those specific islands matches their trajectory and where they would have turned and where the storm would have pushed them and yeah. blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> either way, so now the Japanese people know, the Filipino guy knows, and the Americans know. So they're like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. And then the Filipino guy gets like they're busy fueling up the plane and. Blondie's got his shirt off, and he's like, "Yeah, this plane's ready to go." (laughs) Well, they had the captain's like, "Slow down, there, soldier." (laughs) They had to alter it so they could fly it under the radar. That's right, and uh, so that no one would know. Yeah, because I don't know why. I I mean, they're going to some deserted island. Yeah, yeah, with the cooperation of everybody involved. That's okay. We monitor that shit all the time. Unauthorized flight to (laughs) unpopulated island. Yeah, but FAA is like fuck you. But, but Martinez, like, like you know, he's like, "Are we leaving or what?" And and Captain's like, "Dude, chill. Yeah, be ready in like two hours." Okay. So he's like, "All right," goes back to his car, and then has Terry Weagles there, and it's like, he's like, "Hey, driver, drive." <laughs> and then so they just get buck naked in the back of the car and yeah, start going at it. They and the know driver's like in the back seat. Driver's like, man. <laughs> I'm going to have to clean that up later, aren't I? Yeah. But then he this looks is... in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he gives like, like a little... Eh. And it's just like a Cutlass Supreme. It's not like a fancy car. No. Or it's it just... Is... There is no privacy glass no, it's or anything. Just, it's... you know, reach back. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. you guys are it's nude like, back there. His hand reaches all the way to the back here, <laughs> kids. Yeah, it's like your uncle who worked in the factory drove one of these. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, probably still does. Thank God yeah. I scotch-carded that back there. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, so that ends, and then they, I guess they just get on the plane and go. Sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that ends, and then it's a long time till any more nudity. Yeah. In fact, I don't even think the rest of the movie, like they've abandoned it. Well, there's one point. There's one point when, yeah, they when just, Shane yeah. finds out that, oh, the plane hasn't checked in. Oh, right. And right. they call the girls oh, yeah. to wake them up. Oh, yeah. And they literally show them taking off <laughs> what they were sleeping in and putting on new clothes. Right. And that is the entirety of the scene, yeah. is them mm-hmm. changing clothes. Yes. Well, first you had to to the phone and go, oh, my God. Yeah. Really? We'll be right there. And then they take their dear sweet time changing yeah. their clothes. They like, just hey. take off their lingerie and put on yeah. their whore outfits. <laughs> And then cut to them arriving at location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trying to go back to her home on Whore Island. Right. <laughs> cut to end of nudity for this movie. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much it. Yeah. So they would, so, so the second half of this movie yeah, is so everyone's, like, such a mess. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's at the island. You know, you've got Yeah, we gotta mention though, we haven't mentioned that there's a mysterious Japanese man on the island who is stalking them mm-hmm. a little bit. Who's also wearing old makeup that uh, he's yeah. not old at all. No. No. He looks like a thumb. He looks like Arnold like <laughs> He looks like Arnold in Predator when he's got all the mud caked on his face. Like, that's about the extent of the makeup job they've done on him. Yeah, they yeah. threw a bunch of mud on him and then carved some lines into it. Mm-hmm. It's like, now you're old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's been, and his he's credited as Japanese warrior. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. Okay. So, Good. Yeah. But he's stalking them through the island. Right. They're not sure what's going on with him, but they know that they figure out that he's there because they see footprints in the sand. Right. And then they interact they a know little bit. Nobody was carrying Some, Yeah, them. there it is. <laughs> that There's that joke. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he was say it, so I took it. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. There was only so one waiting for him to say uh-huh. set of footprints on the beach. Um, so anyway, yeah, then the military dudes roll up in their sweet plane, and they bust mm-hmm. out their gold detection devices, which I don't know what the fuck they are. They're just... Yeah. They're just Boxes buzzing, with, buzzing with antennas detectors. on them that make weird ass noises. Yeah, and, and they've they start, also got little radios. Yeah, that are um, they look like a wallet with like a little dial glued to the back. <laughs> call of it the waffle phone. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it looked like. Yeah, I and mean, then it looked like an Eggo like waffle a, on one. Well, well, yeah, and a waffle. Yeah. yeah, and then they keep cutting to Terry Weigel on a yacht posing seductively as this boat like rolls up on the island, mm-hmm. and then getting into a raft. With her dudes, but yeah, but she's mess- she's met up with the like the guys who have taken over the Japanese guys, yeah. Which maybe she's from wherever they may be Filipino, I don't know, don't know. But it, it seems well, like there's a double cross here somewhere. We, we should point out that one of them is the Al Young guy, yeah, who you see in every movie ever. Yes. Like he's consummate Asian. That guy, mm-hmm. uh, just he's that guy. That, yeah, he looks like the classic, mm-hmm. you know, Mongolian yeah. figure, and you he's see got him kind die of the hard. Fu Manchu yeah. going, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You big. Will, ponytail and this and is like the only movie i think i've ever seen him in where he said more than one word yeah he had more lines in his first scene than he's had in the rest of his entire career yeah it's weird sometimes he does get an ah yeah yeah it's usually a death scream yeah yeah that he gets in a movie but yeah anyway. so everyone's on the island yeah mm-hmm. and they're all just they're they're looking for the gold and and like then like two of the groups sort of meet up and that's when the Filipino guy is like, oh, my girlfriend's here, and she brought dudes, and they embrace, and then the dudes kill her for whatever reason. Yeah, because they want the gold, and they tell the Americans, oh, he's going to give it to the communists. Yeah, it's like, these guys are here to give the gold to the communists. So why not just let us take it? We're freelancers, we're freelancers. <laughs> and we're just going to keep it. Yeah. So we're better than them. Sure. And then there's... Yeah. Uh, well, they, t- they tie up Donna and Taryn, the, the American guys do, sort of. 
Yeah. And then Samurai shows up out of nowhere and chops them down. Lets and them out. Yeah, so because they, the samurai has bonded with Taryn because of her eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he recognizes her eyes, which... Uh, we're getting oh, there. shit. Yeah, we're getting there. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's like... We can skip a whole bunch, because it's like they Good. they fight. Yep. There's like a little bit... Like, there's a weird thing where they all kind of like whittle down the people, and then... Yeah. It's, it's... for the Even for these movies, it's really badly choreographed boring action yeah it's, yeah it's and it's just average. people show up in the same area right yeah like no rhyme or reason no. it's just no. like all right this guy's here and mm-hmm. this person's here so they're gonna shoot at each other and one of them's gonna die right? yeah and the other one is not gonna get hit and mm-hmm. the people who do dive die very unceremoniously yeah. it's just like hey that dude who was kicking ass earlier well he's now shot yeah except for martinez yeah who gets in kind of like a gunfight with Taryn. Right. But she's got her crossbow, which earlier on they had established that it has some kind of explosive on it with a fuse of Mm -hmm. three seconds. Mm -hmm. And he gets on the boat to head back to the catamaran that they had been using to get there. Knocks over the gas can. Yay. The the gas can sitting in there. So, of course, she shoots the, she ends up shooting a crossbow bolt into the floor right where the, right where the gasoline is. Mm -hmm. He gives a, Oh, look. Kaboom. And kaboom. Dead. Screen filler. Yeah. No, uh, well, well, a screen filler because the camera was right there. And, and it was and, full and, screen. And it's four and by three <laughs> yeah. copy of the movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We will talk about screen fillers in the second half. Yeah. Uh, well, they did their best. Yeah. That's yes. all we can it's ask. appreciate yes, it. It was gasoline. a small tank of gas <laughs> yeah. and they did their best. Good gasoline explosion. Yeah. It's like yeah. a Game Boy screen filler. But they least. show the gold fall into the water because he had been running with it. Right. And then, and then, like, yeah, I mean, they just—it's it's like they whittle them down until it's like the the two Americans. The, like I said, we you know they've killed um, uh, Martinez. Mm-hmm. The they kind of killed slash captured the two uh, maybe Japanese guys, whatever yeah. they are. But well, one of them, one Japanese guy, gets the drop on Taryn. Yeah, has his funky shotgun pointed at her head, and he's like, "Get a you know, everyone get away." Yeah, and that's when the samurai warrior runs out. Mm-hmm. Right. Gets shot in the chest twice, but still manages to stab guy from Die Hard. Yeah. Right. Foo. Foo. And kill him. <laughs> yes. PCP, man. And then proceeds to extend the movie by 20 minutes to tell uh, us a goddamn story. Yes. Where Falls to the ground, Taron yeah. holds him, and of course, the American general can translate Japanese. Sure. All, all of them. So he yeah. tells the story the of how yeah. they, he and his two buddies landed on the island and... They had the gold, and then some Americans rolled up, and, and they, even though the samurai code says don't kill American or don't kill unarmed men, they yeah. just were like fuck that noise and murdered the fuck out of them. Yes, mm-hmm. and then two of them felt really bad about it and killed themselves, leaving him behind. And oh, yeah. by the way, one of the dudes I killed was your grandfather. Here's yep. his picture. Yeah. <laughs> so keep in mind these are Andy Sedaris like tits and guns movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't know why the this whole thing is in there. I don't know. Because, I mean, it's goofy and dumb, but it's yeah. kind of, you know, it's some dark shit that they're doing. I mean, yeah. it's not like yeah, it's... Yeah, they showed a guy committing ritual suicide. Yeah, right. I mean, it's not like... there. It, it just doesn't fit no. with the tone of anything else that they've been doing. Especially at the end of the movie. It's like, oh, yeah. this movie has resolved itself. What are you doing? Yeah, oh, and they mm-hmm. barely set this up earlier. Because, like, there one time when they're on, the, they're on the plane, and it's like, yeah, my grandfather disappeared somewhere here in mm-hmm. World War II. Blah, blah, blah. See, I didn't even remember. Yeah, here. it was yeah. just like, she went off, and then, like, 
Donna in her typical don't give a fuck fashion. She's just like, well, we got a job to do. We right. don't have any time for, you know, reverence or anything yeah. like that. None of this chit chat. <laughs> yeah, We're yeah. going to be alone in a plane for nine hours. Let's yeah. go. Focus on your instruments. <laughs> yeah. Let's work on taking our tops off again. Right. But yeah, that was like <laughs> so, yeah. the only setup for this like 20 minute weird sequence at the end yeah. of the movie with dying guy spilling his life story. Yeah, right. So finally he dies. Like it takes him 20 goddamn minutes to die. Finally he dies. And then like the girls take the plane and leave. Mm hmm. And then blonde dude reveals to general dude that he's not actually army dude. He's actually CIA. And they're just sort of like, ha ha ha, you know? Yeah. Oh, well. And, and I guess the implication <laughs> was that the general was doing nothing. He was doing something wrong. But then the guy's like, ah, oh, well, you know. Yeah, it's it's all right. Let's Who cares just, about the gold? Well, he says something about like, you got infiltrated, blah, 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 by yeah. this. And yeah. Yeah, I'm just here to make sure that. It right. goes where it's supposed to go, or something. I well, don't yeah. Know. Well, and the guy yeah. basically says, "Well, the gold's not in their hands, so who cares what happens yeah. to it?" Yeah. So no big deal. And oh, by the way, the dude I replaced, we shot him in the neck, and he's been in a coma for a week. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> so, he should be waking up right about yeah. now. It's yeah. like, like, oh, oh yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. And all then right. it ends as all of these movies do with, "Hey, it's we're all gathered together they're for a little party. They're all mm-hmm. gussied up, mm-hmm. <laughs> drinking champagne, and, you know." And <laughs> Taryn's like, "Yeah, that dude killed my grandfather, but you know, it's cool because." Yeah. He saved my life. And, and I get the gold, right? I found it. Yes. Technically, I'm still a civilian. <laughs> and it's the in the gold it's was in, in the international sea. waters. Yeah. yeah. So it's mine, right? Those, right? Those six bars or whatever it was. Not yeah. all of it. Just no, like, just the ones that were in the water. Yeah. Whatever. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. And then it's over. Right? Yes. And then recap the movie. Well, like well and then they all pair off. Of course. Well, no. Oh, Captain, well, Captain Guy gets yeah, two. Yeah, the captain's yeah. like, hey, you know, I've been thinking about this. <laughs> I'll try anything girls are like, Yeah. Two girls like, oh, really? Hey, you? You can be my first mate. You can be my second mate. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. credits. It ends. Over. And then we talked about it. <laughs> now yes. we're going to rate it. Yes, we mm. are. Uh, I'll go. I'm ready. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Uh, one jocks. I am getting a little worried about the rest of the movies in this set because, you know, we, we didn't start with the very first one. We started with the second one. Mm-hmm. And that's still the, one, the best one. Yeah. That yes. we, well, Jesus has giant fucking snake in it. It has all Cancer the snake, the boobs and crazy shit in it. Plus it has a giant mutated snake. Well, and it's got like them. death frisbee. Yeah. It's got all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah. It's got all that, all the stunts and you know, the guy like roller skating down the road and they hit him with the Jeep and you know, all mm-hmm. that crazy shit. Mm-hmm. The second one or Picasso trigger, the third one, had moments. It's not as good, but it still had moments and it had the crazy gadgets and it had, mm-hmm. you know, boat chases and, and, and all sorts of good action. And like motorcycles riding through the side of houses yeah. and things like yeah, that. Yeah, just like Stunts. rolling up into Jeeps and, you know, just good, still low budget, but good, solid action stuff for this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. This one is just like, we got some film left, you know? Maybe we could, you guys could fuck around on this island and, you know, we could make another movie somehow real quick. That's how this one feels. It just feels like we don't really have a story. We don't have the budget to do anything, really. Let's just do some stuff. And mm-hmm. and so I'm really starting to get worried about the rest of these movies. I just have a feeling they're just going to keep going down in quality. Yeah. So I, I can't argue that. I'm going to go two jocks. Okay. And I mean, because they're still, hey, you know, boobs. Yes. Tadas are <laughs> plentiful in the first half, at least. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the big the big issue with this one is that the main characters luck into the plot. Like well, the, the yeah. plot is revolving around <laughs> everyone else. And then it's like the main characters are just kind of like, 
hey, we were here, <laughs> you know, and and that I I just I hate movies that do that, and it should be more fun than it is. But there's you know they've got that, and then just the freaking showstopper old man, let's get dark here story, and two two let's get dark here stories flashbacks of just. Of just tragedy during World War II. I don't want World War II tragedy yeah. in my boob movies. Yeah, and technically there's just... And honestly, there's just too much plot in this one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There really is. They're just trying too hard to have this convoluted plot that doesn't really pay off in yeah. any meaningful way. Because at one point, we were like the three dudes who are in the military. I don't think any of them are who they say they are or doing what they say they're going to be doing. Yeah. It just seems yeah. like all of them have ulterior motives and may all be working together somehow, but not knowing it. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not it's not Bags territory by any means. Oh, I don't, no, no, I don't no. think. I think it's really hard for a Sedaris movie to enter Bags territory. I hope they never do. Yeah, <laughs> I hope so too. Well, but, I'll tell you this about the next one. What? It has Eric Estrada and Danny Trejo in it. Oh, it looks return to form. <laughs> return to form. So, okay. and uh, Donna will return. Uh, Taryn, I think, is out for the rest of the series. Oh. Um, but then uh, she was she getting a little haggard. Yeah. Heart cancer. Heart cancer. Edie's oh, going to no. be back. Oh, good. Yeah, Edie and Rocky. So I don't know who's going to have the restaurant. Oh dear. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we'll find it, out. It's all a restaurant battle. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be called Rock Steedy. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah. So um, some ratings. Yes. Uh, for me, it's going to come in at uh, flipping a mental coin. Uh, one jocks. Um, no two. I'll go two. Okay. I will give it two for the gratuitous amount of breasts that uh, has become the standard of this uh, collection. But, uh, yeah, it just didn't deliver. No. You know, uh, nope. as, as much as I hoped it would. Like you said, Mackie, too much plot. Or one of you said it. I think we all <laughs> yeah. said it. Yeah. yeah. Too much plot, not enough stupid crap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was no extreme and- sports person in this one. Yeah, you know, it's and, like here's the extreme frisbeer, and there's no you know. crazy goofy kills. Yeah, no. yeah, there's no high five. Oh, they did no high snakes. five after one kill, the first okay. one. Yeah, but after that, nothing. And uh, yeah, no snakes. No. So, eh, two jocks. It's yeah, fair. and I got I gotta I go with, a light two jocks. I gotta go with you. It's a it's a one jocks for me. Uh, this this movie is severely disappointing to the point that like if it didn't have some of the same people in it. I wouldn't have thought this was an Andy Sedaris movie. Yeah. Like it was seriously plot heavy and not good plot heavy. Yeah. Uh, and there's just like nothing happens. Like there's no, no kind of action scenes like are normally in his movies. Yeah. Uh, and the other ones, I mean, even, even the first one that we didn't watch, I mean, Malibu express had some crazy and it was, the people were more likable. I mean, it's like, even if they were like hogging screen time, it was just like, you were interested. This was just like, get off the screen and die. <laughs> like, sorry, you're just, <laughs> Yeah. You're just talking and talking, and I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I just, I, mean, think, I just think about all the crazy things that were in the other ones, like people. Like I mean, Picasso Trigger wasn't that great, but it had a freaking boat chase. And there was yeah. defenestration from like you know way up. Yeah, in, sure. and there was the mm-hmm. there was sword a, battle in the, before it. Yeah, there was a big office fight where yeah. they were just <laughs> fighting each other mm-hmm. in this tiny space. And then there's just the random things from like Hard Ticket, like you know the weird like racist athlete commentary yeah. you know, interview thing and stuff like that. Yeah. It was just so. It's almost so like weird. they didn't know what they were doing yeah. at the beginning and just throwing everything into a movie and then thinking, like, we're going to refine our talents and make a more focused, streamlined movie. And it's not... Who wants that? I don't yeah. want that. I felt like nope. they, were, they were, like, doing that, that weird, like, this is going to be a real movie. Yeah. And it's like, you no, know, you people are not the people that need to be making real movies. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Know yeah. your role. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Smell what the Sedaris is cooking. Mm. Boobs. 
Anyway, let's take a break <laughs> so we can talk about some other movies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. and welcome back hey 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 Bam second cast. half hey let's bring that 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 tone down just a little bit because we got to hey. talk about a new hey. movie before we hey. talk about bond all right yeah 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 harlow and i saw the master mm-hmm. oh the new pt anderson flick yes, yes. you know right. that guy i like that pt i anderson. love that dude love that dude how's yeah. this movie He's uh, a circus i fucking guy, hated right? this movie <laughs> <laughs> oh dear and the more i think about it the more i fucking hate this movie hmm um it seems to be polarizing yeah did yeah. you hate it also? I didn't hate it, but I don't ever want to watch it again. Oh, dear. I, went, I, well, I started warning people already about not seeing this movie. I almost warned a completely random stranger. <laughs> it's someone waiting in line? I, I know we're not supposed <laughs> you, to... You, sir! I, no, 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 no. I know we're not supposed to talk about our weekends, but I literally was somewhere trying to get something done this weekend, and it was a... Like, I couldn't get it done in the time before I went to the movie. So I said, mm-hmm. I'll come back later. I'm going to a movie. And when I went back and the same person was there, I almost warned them. Completely random stranger. Don't know if they ever go to the movies. Just be like, hey, I came back from this movie. Don't ever see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's like how strongly I felt about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird because everything about it is well made technically. Mm-hmm. And the acting is phenomenal. Yeah, but there's a way you can be too obtuse with everything you're doing and you can try to have everything appear to have meaning, even if it doesn't. And so you end up overanalyzing the shit out of something, just trying to find meaning in it Mm -hmm. where it may not necessarily be there. And that's what kind of movie this is, Mm. where it feels like everything has great importance, but they don't give you enough ways to tie it together. And the way these characters are presented, I had all the time with them I ever want in my life. So I don't want to watch it again to find out all the analysis and all the to make making the links together between things that that people that like this movie are going to pull together and be like, oh, well, this meant that. And this was clearly representing this, you know, that sort of stuff. Mm hmm. I just didn't enjoy being with these characters enough to ever go through that again. Okay. But I will say it has replaced in the bedroom as my number one worst date movie of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Fair enough. That's a milestone. I'd still say you're friends and neighbors, but yeah, I mean, there's movies like that where it's like, no, <laughs> yeah. don't watch this with anybody you care about. I mean, like watch this by yourself <laughs> if you're going to watch it at all, because you don't it when you make a movie that's this polarizing. And, I, you know, as I've said before, if you like this movie, I'm sorry, I'm just expressing my opinion. Sure. But like, this is the kind of movie that is going to make one half of people go fuck that movie. And the other person is going to be like, no, I, I really liked it. And you, you try to talk about it. And then it's just gonna be like, no, fuck you. You're stupid. I hate you. All right. You know, yeah. explosion because the opinions are going to yeah. go the opposite way where mm-hmm. the person's going to like yeah, it even and, more and the other person right, like exactly. It and I already, you know, when we talked about our best of two thousands, there will be blood, I think is one of the best movies of the past 20 years, mm-hmm. if not the best movie of the past 20 years, mm-hmm. that movie is absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And this is, you can see that it was made by the same person, but it's nowhere near that level 
of filmmaking because Daniel Plainview, even though he's a repulsive character, he's absolutely fascinating sure, and absolutely. you want to learn more about him. Yep. Whereas these characters are repulsive, but you, you don't have that urge. And that's the key difference between those, these two movies. Yeah. I mean, he's built an entire career on making uncomfortable characters likable yeah. for the most part. I, I am not a fan of punch drunk love. No, me neither. Um, I, I, I couldn't get past that, you know, whatever Adam Sandler was trying to do with that character. No, I, I couldn't see him as anybody, but Adam Sandler doing a stupid voice the whole movie. Um, so, but other than that, I mean like heart eight boogie nights, Magnolia even, and obviously there will be blood. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's movies based upon unlikable characters that are likable because of the ridiculousness of the situations. Right. So, this just wasn't that at all. This was like, okay, I'm just uncomfortable and I don't want to see or hear these people talk anymore by the time mm-hmm. the movie's over. And and my biggest my biggest problem with it, and this is why it will go on a list of other movies that really, really make me angry the more I think about them, mm-hmm. are movies that literally have no purpose for existing. Yeah. Like um like when the movie is over, essentially nothing has changed. <laughs> it's like you're given the slice of life where there is no character arc whatsoever. It's like when it's over, not much has changed and you've just gone along this two plus hour journey with it. Like to a lesser extent, like, I mean like movies that I put to give you an example, I put in this category from people that I generally like what they make are movies like Ali Mm -hmm. where it's like, what was the point of that movie? You showed me a slice of somebody's life who still has 40 plus more years to go. And there wasn't a natural, beginning middle middle and end it was just like here's a, a, sl- a selection of somebody's life and then it's just it's naturally over because the movie time is up right and that's what i felt like with the problem with ali was this doesn't present anything same thing i you know for all the reasons that other people will dislike this movie this is why i don't like brokeback mountain mm-hmm. because i feel like here's characters some things happen uh we're showing you a social problem in a, in a certain situation in time period and movie's over with no resolution as to why you right. know what you could do about it or anything like that it's just hey here's a problem and it's going to be a little uncomfortable and all right movie's over yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah this goes in that same that's, category of like and that's what's what frustrating because yeah. everyone in it is so good in it yeah i mean i i don't i'm not sure philip seymour hoffman's ever been better than he is in this movie yeah it's yet just, i still didn't really enjoy this movie yeah, yeah. it's a strange and can't thing. really recommend this movie yeah. except for people who really want to be challenged you know, and I seem to know less and less of those people these days. Yeah. I mean, and I don't know if I'm just getting old and lazy or what, but I just don't have the patience to go through that. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of people. I know I'm one of the few people who actually probably not few, but I mean, I'm, I'm a select people who enjoy Magnolia because I think that's a very polarizing Paul Thomas Anderson movie mm-hmm. because it is full of magnificent performances, but most people are like, I don't want to ever see that movie again. It was too long. What was the point of that kind of thing? But to me, it's like there was enough going on and you weren't just scene after scene after scene with the same uncomfortable people. At least that one was like mixing it up and floating in and out. And then, you know, eventually you realize why all the stories come together. Mm-hmm. There might not necessarily be a revo- you know resolution other than Deus Ex Machina, but yeah. <laughs> you know, but I mean like it, it's like, there's not, it's not uncomfortable. And like, you're just berated with the same characters two, two or three characters. Yeah. And seem to, at least advance yeah, somehow. At least whereas has, this one, that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, I mean, at least that or at least has, they don't advance yeah. the way you you necessarily hope them to advance. Yeah, if nothing else, they have a catharsis in that movie, and yeah. this one is just like 
when all said and done, it's like there's a couple times where people blow up and kind of say what they actually really want to say, and then it's just like, okay, bottle it all back up and move along with the movie. Hmm. That's yeah. a shame. I mean, that dude, I- I'm pretty much with you on what what's good of his and what's not. I don't like Punch Drunk Love, um, but everything else I've been on board with. Yeah, I kind of hoped he was back. After you know, there will be blood. What's well, a five-year absence of movie making? Mm-hmm. You know, you'd yeah. think he was like putting together his literal masterpiece. And- no, he was and- making children. Is what he was doing. Okay. And there will certainly be people who absolutely adore this movie and will sure. immediately declare it the best movie of the year. Yeah, and and that's been going on on Twitter. And that's the thing is, I don't think they're wrong. Like because it is that well made, I just and that well acted, I just it's not for me. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. You know, that's it, a fair it, critique. It, it doesn't hit that target that I that I was hoping for. I mean, I gotta tell you, I was super stoked about this, and then when the trailer hit, the internet just fucking exploded. Like, dear God, I'm watching the trailer 162 times. And then I watched the trailer, and I was like, oh, that's this movie? I don't... Well, think about how is... little that those trailers tell you. Yeah, nothing. That whole movie is that. Okay. <laughs> the trailers, you know, to be those trailers are very indicative of what the movie is. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just remember the Magnolia trailer, and as and as just vague and and weird as that trailer was, it was like, holy shit, I gotta see that movie. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but I would like to find out. And I watched the trailer for The Master, and I was just like, is this Paul Thomas Anderson? It just feels like it's just some movie about a dude. I, I just don't see what the point of this is, or why anyone's losing their shit over it. Yeah. So, that's that a shame. Dude definitely likes him some Kubrick. Yeah. Because there's a ton of single point perspective, and... Well. That sort of stuff in it. That's a shame. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't think we can recommend it, but, you know. Okay. Like I said, people who think it's great, I don't necessarily think they're wrong either. Sweet. More power to them. Yeah, exactly. Rock on, everybody. (laughs) I wish I enjoyed it as much as they did. Yeah. But, speaking of things I did enjoy. Yeah. Bond. License to Kill. Oh, License to Kill. Holy shit, License to Kill is fucking awesome. (laughs) Yes, it is. Uh I I, I love it when, like, childhood memories are, like, yeah, I don't know, whatever, justified. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, (laughs) I I mean, like, this was, like I said, this was the one I remember. Yeah, Vindicated. Like, I I remember this one being like, holy shit, this is awesome. Why aren't more Bond movies like this? Mm Mm-hmm. I can't believe I have never seen it until last week. Welcome. Holy crap. <laughs> Holy crap. Now, and remember all my complaints about Dalton? Yeah. The week before, I was like, man, I don't get why people love Dalton. So I see exactly why they love Dalton so much. Yeah. Because this one plays exactly to his strengths. Mm-hmm. It, it is really well tailored to him and to the time period and to just... I don't know. It seemed to me like it was doing exactly what everyone wanted it to do, and uh, no one went to see it. <laughs> yeah. It came out at the worst possible time, though. God. Oh, yeah. It came out a week after Lethal Weapon 2. Yeah. Summer of 89, man. Worst summer ever to not be one of, like, the five or six movies that yeah. made a bazillion dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that summer was a blood death. Oh, my God. It's a good summer, and License to Kill is a part of that summer. I would not... I put it in my top four. In terms of enjoyment. Hmm. Number two for me. And the only reason it's behind Goldfinger is because Goldfinger to me feels like the classic template for everything. Mm -hmm. And that's it. But honestly, it was like a coin flip. 
I loved it that much. I like I was I was like holy crap because I've only rated two of them five stars so yeah. far. That one and Goldfinger are the only ones that have received five stars. Because <laughs> that's the thing about the uh, Bond movies is throughout all of them, mm-hmm. there's always good and there's always stuff that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. But there's always one or two things where I'm like, nah. you know, like I love Thunderball, but it, eventually you're like, all right, enough underwater, mm-hmm. you know. And you can just go down the list of things. Sure. Yeah, I love this, but right. I love this, but this one. If there's a but, it's the fucking theme song. That's just generic 1989 soul gospel singer R and B. Last night, yeah, yeah. It's but terrible. It, it's, it's just the worst generic fit bullshit. For this movie. It, it, 1989. I will say this about it: if we're gonna start talking about the theme song, I think it's awesome that they actually used the horn line from Goldfinger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's like cuz like the the song behind it is awesome. Yeah, this the music behind it is good. But she is just like so lazily singing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like oh, I it's, it's just so well, weird. Well, apparently she's super religious, so she didn't about killing people. Yeah, she didn't want song. to sing the word kill. So it's she like, was you know sort what? of half hire somebody else. Yeah. Sure. But, yeah, but anyway. it's like the one time this movie's not about romance, and it's not. I mean, there's chicks in it that he beds, but it's not about wooing women. This is no. Bond bloodlust going on. You need a rock, you know, a hard song for your intro. Yeah. Now, what would be a funny? A rock hard song? <laughs> what would be funny is if they should have recycled anything and, like, changed the lyrics a little bit, would be, like, redo Live and Let Die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, if you'd taken the theme song and, and the lyrics to that, yeah. that would have been amazing because yeah. it was, like, exactly opposite of what he was doing. Yeah. It's like, Live and Fuck You. Yeah, like. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could have gotten, you know, the Ramones or somebody sure. to do that version. <laughs> could have yeah. been amazing. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that song... And some of the genericness of the soundtrack, mm. which I know is your issue also. Yeah. Well, is, they that's fucked, my only complaint. They fucked that up from the beginning. Michael Kamen coming in on the opening segment, the beginning of the movie, the, the typical Bond walking through the silhouette, that whole business oh, yeah. doesn't start right. Mm-hmm. The music isn't right. And yeah. I hate it when someone comes into an established series and just like, I'm going to do something different. No, fuck you. You do what I want you to do. Yeah. You want to do something different? You kickstart some bullshit and you do your weird ass avant-garde bullshit, but not in my Bond movie. <laughs> yeah. Well. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. The like, I, I was talking to you earlier about this, and this is why I didn't give the movie five stars. The, the music in a Bond movie is as important as a main character. It is very important to the action and and the events going on in the movie and this the, the music in this movie both the theme and the score let it down in such a horrible horrible way okay yeah so but that opening sequence is pretty awesome oh absolutely I mean, like, it is holy god it's amazing it's <laughs> I mean, it's all yeah. like, you know, we're going to a wedding and, oh, wait, there's a Cuban drug lord that we have to get before he gets out of the country. Right. Let's lasso him. <laughs> Let's lasso his plane with a helicopter yes. and drag it along uh-huh. and then bail out over the we- wedding in our parachutes and arrive on time. Yeah. Land right, right in front of the bridal party. Oh. For freaking Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. So good. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And, and I love that they got the old Felix Leiter from Live and Let Die to come back. Well, that was... Very strategically done. Yeah. So that the audience would be like, hey, I remember that guy. You know, so it wouldn't just be a new dude and just be like, oh, you know, they mm-hmm. killed the new dude. Yeah. So. Yeah, I got to I gotta say, like, I mean, obviously we're kind of spoiling Bond like we usually do. But if you haven't watched all the Bonds 
at least watch Honor Majesty's Secret Service and then watch this movie. And I think that the the pairing of those two makes this movie, even though it's a 1989 action extravaganza movie, Mm -hmm. this movie has a lot of heart and like, I totally bought why Bond went as apeshit crazy as he did. Yeah. And if you watch the two of those together, it mm. actually makes like, this is my, like one of my, my perfect kind of ideas of an action movie is like, don't get me wrong. I love blood, guts and violence, but I love blood, guts and violence when it feels justified mm-hmm. and you feel like, okay, I see why this person's like got blood rage going on. Yeah. And it actually elevated honor majesty's secret service to a higher position because of this movie because like this is a perfect bookend to that movie they do sort of mm-hmm. complement each other yeah. well yeah. and and i mean the the great thing about it is that the villains in this movie are continuing continuing to do things to just make bond matter like they just keep killing his buddies and 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 doing it in just sort of nonchalant ways and just dr- sort of dragging out the bodies right in front of him and just they're, they're just pushing his buttons the entire time, even mm. though they don't know he's there. It's just all their actions are just pissing him off more and more and more. And it makes everything he does totally justifiable. Yeah. In my notes, I put shark eating legs. This is fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I mean that like, and that's the thing about Robert Duffy. He's just like fucking evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is a good bad guy in this. And I mean, you know, he's evil, but he's still got a little bit of charm to him, sure. too. Sure. And that's why he works so well. Well, and they they gave him that one character trait of he's loyal and he doesn't go back on his word, that kind of thing. And, and he's sort of dismayed when his henchmen are doing things that go against his creed, you know, of, well, I'm loyal to the people who are loyal to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then, I mean, and eventually he loses it just like Bond does by sure. the end, where he's like, fucking. God, he's just pissed at everybody. Yeah. Yeah, he does lose his shit. Yeah, and Benicio Del Toro's in this freaking movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the only time in cinema I've been able to understand what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But he's pretty good. He was subtitled in traffic. You could probably understand Oh, okay, that. great. I should probably watch that. <laughs> <laughs> nice, but some things we got to point out. Yeah, we should point out the Bamcast qualities of this movie. Somebody flat out calls Bond a loose cannon. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> yep. The British dude calls Bond a loose cannon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. My, as I said on Twitter, OMG, an actual <laughs> loose cannon line. That's it. Best Bond movie ever. Discussion over. And right after that, <laughs> yeah. Bond gets into Donnybrook in a bar. Yes, yep. he does. Mm-hmm. I well, love actually, I think that was before, because according to my no, timeline, I, anyway. My notes, it's right after. <laughs> Are you sure? So, yes. But. I don't know. I also like. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it just happens. I it also does. like that Carrie Lowell is a capable woman for once. Yeah. Mostly. I'm, well, she, I mean, she has a role and she does the stuff she needs to do. Yeah. And, She's not just someone and who's basically caught up in the. doesn't fuck it up. Yeah. You know, unlike every other woman that they seem to have in all of these. And, mm-hmm. and even when you think she's fucking something up, she's not. Right. Yeah, because she does sort of make that weird appearance like, oh, what, what the fuck is she doing in this situation? Get out yeah. of there. That just, put, oh, man, Bond, Bond is just going to fucking choke her out when he finds that <laughs> out. Just yeah. bursts but, into but her they, room and is just like, God damn it. <laughs> I know we had yeah. sex, but I will fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and I love that Robert, like the, when Robert DeVee's in the uh, 
casino when he's upstairs. Mm-hmm. He's just got an iguana chilling on his shoulder. Yeah. 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 And they've got the most ingenious way of monitoring their drug trafficking I have ever seen or heard, <laughs> where they're filtering it all through the weird ass Wayne Newton preacher show where they tell him what the price is going to be for the drugs and he announces it in his weird donation-y way and then the buyers call in to order kilos of drugs i love that they keep it running because they're getting religious donations (laughs) for real not just the drug guys yeah he's sending out copies of his dumbass books and shit (laughs) such a great scam (laughs) and the bad guy from showdown in little tokyo's in there yeah the, the, Briefly, the, the other Punisher guy. Both both Punisher dudes show yeah. up in the Dalton Bonds. Are you talking about Shang Song? Yeah, as I said in my notes. Yeah, because I noticed him the first time. He's like he's just kind of watching Bond play. Uh, I think he was playing blackjack. He was no, he was playing back right. Yeah, but yeah, it was like he was just kind of watching him over his shoulder. I was like, is that Shang Song? Yeah, <laughs> and of course he, you know, later in the movie mm-hmm. he has bigger part. But, mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, there's one point where my notes, I just put, I have no complaints about this movie. <laughs> Was that when the ninjas showed up? <laughs> no. But it, there are a few things I do love is once Bond, like, because Bond's kind of doing the Yojimbo thing where mm-hmm. he's just kind of like planting the seeds in yeah, Robert Devi's head. He's like, yeah, it could have from... been that guy who's messing, you know. Yeah. He gets him to basically dismantle his yeah. whole operation. Yeah. But when he's questioning the one guy on the boat and the guy has to explain how Bond got away, because mm-hmm. Bond water skis <laughs> on the back of a plane, gets on a, gets on a seaplane, throws the pilot out, takes that, you know. First, well, and, the and, other, one guy who tries to shoot him and he picks up a, the bale of money and mm-hmm. uses it as a bulletproof yeah, vest yeah. in the yeah. plane. And the yeah. guy's trying to explain this to Robert Davi. He's like, well, and then he was like dragged behind the plane. And Robert Davi's like, really? Yeah. Really, guy? Like, yeah. I love for once that they've acknowledged how ludicrous some of Bond's escapes are. And the girl who has witnessed all this, who Bond has sort of convinced to shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. He asks her, did all this happen? And she's like, I don't know. I wasn't I paying attention. <laughs> yeah. I was in bed. Yeah. Because yeah. I made the note, Bond continually makes it rain in that movie. Because there's like <laughs> oh, three yeah. different instances where there is a pile of money involved that just explodes. And he's just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm yep. out of here. Yep. Because yeah. there's the, when he throws the one guy in with the shark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's like the plane That's thing. That's when you know shit's real with yeah. Bond is when he tosses that dude in the shark tank. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, and then in the plane, it's just like, it just goes everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. And dude. Death by bathysphere. Holy crap. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, but dude's line after that is so fantastic. That I swear <laughs> to God, that is my favorite line in any Bond movie where it's like, well, what about the money? And he's just like, launder it. <laughs> just, that's the fucking greatest line. A dude just exploded all over the money. <laughs> yes, launder it. <laughs> yeah, but... And then that finale. Yeah. <sighs> Pretty good stuff. It's one of those finales where it's like, and then this happens, mm-hmm. and then this happens, mm-hmm. and then this happens. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then Bond, I, I gave nine up, wheels like, and 18 wheeler. I read, holy shit, Bond just two wheeled or nine wheeled and 18 wheeler. <laughs> Amazing. And this was all to avoid a stinger missile that was being shot at the, <laughs> at the truck. But then it's like, fuck it. I was like, I'm not taking any more yeah. notes because I can't keep up. I stopped. You yeah. know what amazes me about that? Practical stunt, yep. no tricks. Yeah. 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 They just no did it. How the fuck do you the do that? Stunt? Well, for, apparently there's those trucks were super souped up. Yeah, they well, had a sure. bunch of them. Yeah. But still, um, it's but a real yeah. world truck doing that real world shit. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> fucking amazing. They, how many of those trucks do they blow up at the end? What about the other stunt he does where he literally like funny cars it? Is that real too? Uh, I haven't gotten that yet. <laughs> like, was, that was a modified one. Okay, because I, yeah. I, I, I don't think a truck is built to No, there's no bend. pivot there. Yeah, there's no, no. pivot there. No. Like, but yeah. yeah, But still, 
It still yeah. happened. And, yeah. <laughs> dude, Benicio Del Toro gets thrown through a fucking grinder. Yeah. 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 Oh, he fucks that dude up. Well, that, uh. that, that was my other... I wanted, I wanted to mention that, that I, I loved... I think I like that even better than the laundry, the money thing, because... He's hanging there, oh. and like girl goes to rescue him, and like normally he, you know, she goes like, "What happened?" And he would have said something about something, and he's just like, "Get me the bloody hell out of here!" Like, goes, no, he goes, the off. bloody she, machine." She goes, "What should I do?" Yeah. She goes, "What should I do?" And he goes, "Shut off the bloody machine," <laughs> yeah. which I guess is technically a, a pun. Yeah, but it's still, a double joke. It's, yeah, but still, it was just like he was like, "I don't have time to yeah. make a joke. Yeah. I'm literally hanging here about to die." Yeah. Well, yeah, and then they, the one guy's on the stuck on the pitchfork or on the uh, not pitchfork the uh, forklift mm-hmm. and they ram him through the wall and yeah. she goes oh my god <laughs> he goes oh we met a dead end <laughs> yeah. yeah he does oh, have some yeah. good puns but they're sort of like steeped in anger mm-hmm. he's like yeah I fucked that guy up <laughs> yeah but I mean they, they there's a giant screen filling explosion at the oh end my of the movie. they blew Lord. up like four of those trucks yeah and then like launch the, the the cab of one of them that almost hits the plane as she's flying by she's like oh my god yeah <laughs> it's like yeah. on yeah. fire and going off the cliff and, and it's a very satisfying death for that dude too oh, yep that was so good like Just, three like like a minute before i'm like like as soon as he like i saw the gasket hit i yeah. was like i know that where this is going yeah. and this is amazing <laughs> <laughs> like well when that truck goes off the hill you know because they've been fighting like on the top and the back of the truck i'm like oh fuck they're dead Bond's yeah. dead. I mean, that truck just... Well, and Bond is <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. They are both messed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is like one of, of the first times where, like, they needed the ending of all the paramedics showing up at the end with the camera yeah. pulling up with just, like, Bond and, you know, slings and <laughs> bandages all over. They could have ended with, like, them in the, like, laying in the gurneys in the back mm-hmm. of, the, of the thing and then shut the aim of the yeah. store so they could drive away. Yeah. It's like all the other ones, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, lighting them on fire with the lighter from the... Oh, the from, president that was Felix so Leiter. yeah Felix and then Leiter. just uh, blowing up yeah I mean that that's a satisfying uh, I mean they did such a good job of making you want this guy dead it wasn't just like oh you know Goldfinger sort of a, a wacky bad guy that, yeah but this guy you wanted him to suffer oh, before God. he went yeah just set that dude on so fire of course yeah being a revenge movie yeah well and that's a lot of people their complaint is this isn't a Bond movie it's like a revenge flick but everything in a Bond movie is there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Q shows up and gives him gadgets. Q comes along. Yeah. He shows up and he's there like... Are, but there are crazy stunts. <laughs> yeah. There are awesome locations. There's crazy, crazy villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything in Bond movies is in this movie. Sure. Yeah, so I, I, I see, hmm. like, when people complain about that, having freshly think, watched yeah, it, yeah. it fits right in. It's I, just an I, I unsanctioned mission so. is all it is. He's yeah. still doing the same thing he would do, getting clues and working the thing and, you know. I think people that complain that really James don't Bond know Bond movies or the Bond stories at all because this is like, this could be, the, this could have been the final Bond and it would have been fine. Like, if this was the very last Bond they ever made, I think it would have been a great way to go out. Yeah. Because well, it's it, not it, like he goes back at the end. Well, just, there yeah, is no just, resolution. Saying, like, it, it, off, it would know. have been a great bookend to the entire Bond story. Because yeah. like I said, it's like you have character Felix Leiter, one guy he's like really close with for 20 years, mm-hmm. almost 30 years by the time this came out. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and it's like, it's like you gave him a, you know, literally it's like, I've been fucked with in my personal life one time before you've done it again. That's it. Like I, yeah, I, bond I, I, and weddings do not go. Yeah, well, I'm no. just saying like, it's like, it's like, you know, I, I, I put my personal life aside and went back to the job once mm-hmm. and now I've just snapped, you know, and like yeah. that, mm-hmm. that is, that would have been a great way to like end bond. And, sure. and some of that stuff, even though this was the first one that wasn't, you know, and actually based on a, 
a real, you know, one of the actual stories. They did take elements from other ones, like there was a lot yeah. of live and let die stuff in it, mm-hmm. stuff that they didn't use. Like Felix does get sort of attacked by sharks and right. live mm-hmm. and let die. Um, yeah, they bit off his arm in the book, I yeah, believe, instead like of that. his leg. But I mean, I love that. I love that Q shows up and is basically like, well, I had some time off. I decided to come show up and help you murder people because <laughs> mm-hmm. he's just like, I'm here to help. He already knows that Bond's on this revenge kick and he's not there to talk him out of it. He's just yeah. like, I thought you might could use these things to help you murder yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> like, these might help you to live. Yeah. And please like, he's so disappointed every time Bond tries to send him home. He's just like, okay, Bond, where are we going next? He's just like, no, you're going home. He's like, oh, he just sort of does like the, the sad <laughs> walk away. John, John, where are we yeah. going to up next? <laughs> well, and I love Shut the up. touch that when he uses the broom radio, <laughs> he just throws it. He throws it away. <laughs> yeah, because he's always the one who's bitching about Bond, just like yeah. T- destroying all the stuff that he uses yeah. and the one time he has a gadget <laughs> he it. tosses it away yeah i tell you what 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 sort of disappointed me was the the scene with him and with bond and m the whole like you know you're off the force scene mm-hmm. basically where just m is a huge giant dick you know i mean i understand sort of the conflict there like okay bond you know you need to get over this and go do your job but why like M's dudes just start shooting at Bond and, you know, M's just like, well, fuck you then. You you know you have to well, adhere to the Secrets Act and everything and give me all your shit well, and screw you. Bond is about to create an international incident. I don't care. He's Bond. You can <laughs> yes, give him some leeway. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have as much of a problem with that. I, I, it was just, considering it was that dude's last turn as M and there is no resolution at the end of the movie, it just like that sort of felt yeah. bad. You know, just like that. This is is definitely the end of the old school bonds. So I and it's it's a great way to end it. Really, I mean, that's this movie's terrific. Yeah, people need to go back and revisit this one. Mm-hmm. It. Um, I mean, I remember liking it. I did not remember liking it as much as I ended up liking it. I was really pleasantly surprised by how I amazing was floored this is because so many people just don't like. Yeah. I don't understand why people don't like this movie. It's good, really good. Yeah, yeah, it's. It's terrific. Like I said, it's it's number two, and that's only it's basically a coin flip because I think Goldfinger has all the classic hallmarks. Yeah, sure. I, I I hate to say it, I think this might beat out Live and Let Die as my favorite. Like more so, like I I, I still love Doctor No. Like I like I said, it's probably just because I've seen that countless number of times, mm-hmm. so I don't think it's ever gonna not you know. It's for me, it's it's the Goldfinger thing. It's like it's just you can't beat that. Yeah. to me but like yeah i mean it's like i i have live and let die out there because of the action and just general overall entertainment and i think this is this is better and like i said i think it it elevates honor majesty's secret service on my list for me you know? yeah that's an interesting mm-hmm. way of looking at it i didn't think of it that way before but i'm with you on that yeah so yeah watch that one yeah <laughs> absolutely if you're gonna go back and watch any of them mm-hmm. watch this one it's mm-hmm. good agreed yeah so yep we, we got voicemails, we don't we? We do. Let's listen to one. Yeah. Okay, uh, first voicemail is from Mike in Pittsburgh, so let's listen. Hey, it's Mike from Pittsburgh. Uh, I just heard your episode where you talk about the Avengers, the 1998 movie. Honestly, you should do an episode on this movie, because it's it's inept. There's a lot of crazy crap that happens in it, and it's actually boring. Because um, the director was best known for National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, and it's clear that he was not able to, let's say, keep all the balls in the air that you need to make one of these special effects extravaganzas. Because it was, you know, it had a huge budget. But when you look at what's on the screen, it's, I mean, it's like one of those hoarded serials. Aside from that opening scene with the nuns, I don't think there's a single scene in the movie where you see more than four actors. 
two heroes are two heroes like go and have a meeting with Jim Broadbent. Then they go and have a meeting with some other person. Then they go see Sean Connery. Then you see Eddie Izzard and the other henchman guy in a car, etc. They take every possible opportunity to minimize the number of actors. One character is a clone of another character. One character is invisible. There's that whole scene where everyone is just random stuntmen in teddy bear costumes. The IMDb full cast and crew for this movie lists 19 actors. By comparison, Batman and Robin lists 88, including Coolio. Daredevil lists 85, also including Coolio. Why wasn't Coolio in the Avengers? Out. (laughs) (laughs) That is something that scholars will study for years. That is one that will be pondered. That is the X factor in the Coolio principle. Right. It's why wasn't Coolio in the 1998 Avengers. Yeah. We we did talk about it for half a second when I just sort of mentioned, like, I tried to watch it again. Mm -hmm. Life's too short to watch that movie again. Yeah. It's just, it is such a misfire. I never would have made that connection about only 19 actors in it. I've never seen that movie, so You read the trivia and stuff about this movie. This movie is so fucked by the studio and just a total hatchet job, and it's just like one crew saw one thing and one crew saw another thing, and then the studio came in and just like, take 45 minutes out of that movie, and so they they had no other option but to just make it... It's just, it's off. It's it, yeah. The, the only it is a failure in every single way. The only scene I remember is is one of the ones that they directly ripped off from the TV show. Which at the time, prior to the movie, I had not seen the entire John Steed and Emma Peel run. Mm-hmm. But I definitely remember the one where it's like she's doing the almost go through the labyrinth thing, where mm-hmm. it's like she comes out one door and it's it's she's somewhere else, but it's not that comical thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they, it's like they recreated that like yeah. almost shot for shot for the movie. Yeah. But to to what end? It's like remaking Psycho. What's yeah. the point? Mm-hmm. The the teddy bear scene. I mean, like if you can just see that scene out of context from the movie, that scene is amazing because it's basically a Bond scene, but with Sean Connery doing the Christopher Walken role of okay, who else wants to drop out? It's the exact same scene. I swear to God, it's the exact same scene. Except everyone in the room is dressed as a giant teddy bear. Awesome. <laughs> so, but man, man I, I had some weird drugs in the nineties. Yeah, I mean, you know me, I watch shit and I, I got about 40 minutes into that and I was just like, you know what? I've seen this. It's not going to get any better. I'm, I'm done. Delete off my DVR forever. So hmm. we cannot do that. At least we'll always have Christmas vacation. Yeah. It's a good movie. At yeah. least we'll always have Christmas. And I have seen the whole movie. I saw it in the theater. Yeah. So I was I. excited. I was like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Avengers. Yeah. It nope. looked neat. This will be cool. Ah. Story's terrible, too. Fucking weather machine. Yeah. Weather machine. I mean, really? Yeah, come on. Duh. Weather machine. Duh. Duh. <laughs> Let's play another voice now. Go over there. It's Duh. a tornado. Duh. Duh. Metal tornado. <laughs> we are steeping. We are piling references. Hey. There's like a reference pile People forming need to in the middle of the room here. <laughs> right. Next voicemail. Yeah. Hey, Bamcast. This is listener Scott from Dallas. Bangkok Knockout. It was on Netflix, like you said, and I checked the line, and it, the line in Thai is, you will not die well, you bastard. And uh, I think he did it. You guys said that they didn't have enough satisfying deaths, and all right, the Jason dude. They would have ruled if his axe got cut loose and then they chopped off his head. I'm not dying, denying that. And the Elton John dude, it would have been sweet if two people kicked him from opposite sides uh, full force into his face so that he kind of stuttered for a bit then fell down unconscious. That would have ruled. But the thing about a boss death in a movie, the main villain death, is that uh, they have to know it's coming. Hans Gruber knew he was going to die during that fall. Keanu Reeves and Dennis Hopper and Speed, you know, Hopper knew what was about to happen. Uh, and to me, it's, it's the knowing that you're about to die is the thing that makes 
a bad death for a villain. I mean, a satisfying death for a villain, because any mook can go out by being run over time. I mean, the people you named were all mooks. And, uh, so yeah, I think he had a satisfying death. He knew he was not, he was, like, he knew there was nothing he could fucking do. And, uh, I think I'm nearing a minute 30, so I'm going to call the night. Peace. Scott out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Scott. I like to imagine people there with a stopwatch yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, he's he's got a point. Yeah, yeah. He's got a point, and all they need is a reaction shot of the dude mm-hmm. doing that. And I just don't seem to remember that happening. Mm-mm. I just remember him kind of like struggling with the rope a little bit, but you don't really get like that fear in his face, like you get on Dennis Hopper and yeah. you get on Hans Gruber. Oh man! And I think that's the difference. Yeah, is they don't sell that as much as we'd like. Yeah. But still, I mean, you know, obviously we love that movie. Yeah. We just... And Dennis yeah. Hopper is actually still taller than all those bosses, even Sans Head and Speed. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good one. But no, yeah, I don't know why... I, we don't need to defend a Four Jocks rating movie. No. That, yeah. that, no, fuck It's no. a fantastic movie, and we're highly recommending it. Yeah. And we're glad so many people have watched it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And really, I'm glad that we watched a movie that's on Netflix. That, you know, yeah. for, it's good for once that we can go, you know, hey, it's on Netflix. Go enjoy it. Instead of it's on Netflix, don't watch it for the love of God. Yes. Yeah. Right. We got an email. Ooh. Okay. From Birdie. Hey, Birdie. Birdie. Title of the email is Wizards. <laughs> okay, great. It says, Good hey, start. guys. Second time, long time coming in again for a quick message. Hmm. Our very own Sunray Cinema here in Jacksonville, Florida, is going to be doing a special screening of Ralph Bakshi's Wizards. I know you mentioned it on the podcast as a potential movie to discuss for an episode, and I highly recommend it, especially in the theater. <laughs> Ralph Bakshi's vision, Nazis, titties, and magic. Crash and burn, fellas. <laughs> the diabolical birdie. That is a haiku, by the way, at the end there. Oh, oh. is it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, very good. Hmm. I would like to respond in haiku, but I'm not going to try to count it. All right, then. Haiku, I hate you. Yeah. You're too hard to do. <laughs> shoe. Haiku. Old shoe. <laughs> like One an fish, old shoe. Two fish. Red fish. I suck at haikus. Yep. That was good. Yeah. Man. But no, I okay. The problem with us, yeah, what's our literally problem? doing with a a, a Bakshi movie as a bad movie is we are entering a world of pain, much like the Buckaroo Banzai Zone, where people will come to its defense, even if it, even if even we, if we enjoy it, even if we enjoy it, or even point out that it's weird, people will be like, no, it's it's flawless. I mean, mm-hmm. like Mark Hamill does a voice for it. Yeah, I, so it's got to be perfect. <laughs> I mean, Heavy Metal, the original movie, I think is a great movie. It's a fun movie, but there are parts of it that are just awful. Yeah, there are absolutely awful, awful parts of that movie. But on a whole, I still enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's dated, obviously, yeah. but those we, movies are very much movies of their time. Yes, it is very hard to watch them today for the yes. first time and go. Yeah, okay, I get that. Yeah, it's more like, eh. yeah, we couldn't <laughs> watch Fritz the Cat or anything no. like that. I mean, it's like. We're not in that time. We're not doing those drugs. We can't appreciate them like the people that have the nostalgia love embedded with them. Yeah. So it, it's just it's it's kind of entering a world of pain. Yeah. And I, I've seen Wizards. It's it's a I, yes. You're right. It is an absolutely weird ass movie. It is a totally weird ass movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, great double billing with Fritz the Cat or Heavy Metal. I mean, yeah, rock and roll, <laughs> rock and Wizards. roll. Yes, Wizards. I mean, the title or, or is a Fire appealing. Ice, you know, I've mean, sure. watched your back to back back sheets. Yeah. Back to back, she. Back to back, she. Oh, there's, now, a, there's a there's yeah, a theme there night for here we go. Sunrise on this. <laughs> back to back, So, we got other stuff. Yeah, we got one. We'll save it for a little later. All right. Then. So, 
BJ. Yes? You been watching anything? Yes, but I'm going to tell you about it next week when I've completed it. All right. Sweet. Good. I'll just, I'll, I'll tell you now. I've been watching 10th Kingdom, so look it up. John Larroquette. <laughs> Are you telling John Larroquette to look it up? <laughs> no, look it up, period. John Larroquette, period. Ah, ah. I thought maybe he did not remember he was in this. Right. Possibly. Hey, thought John Larroquette. He hey, I'm look glad he's a listener. Is Marky yeah. Post in it? <laughs> no. No, Marky Post is not. No. Is Bull in it? Yeah. No. Richard Shannon Mall. Mall or Richard... Richard, Richard Is Roz in it? <laughs> Roz is not in it, sadly. No. It has nothing to do she with Nightcore. She was in Night DC Court. Cab. Yep. yep. She sure was. No, that Roz. Roz. Oh, Roz. So, and I, I will quickly mention that I am into Series 2 of Peep Show, so I am ah. now watching that, too. What, did you, what do you think of it so far? Oh, I like it. I like it a lot. It's very good. I, it's amazing to me like how much they can get away with like on Channel 4, basically public television yeah. in England. It's kind of awesome. Yeah, England. There's a lot you can get away yeah. with on yeah. that. I, I mean, there was like one thing I've seen that was blurred. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 I think they'll blur out an actual dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Can't show any dick. Not you dick. Talk about it all day and what you yes. do with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cock. Yes. <laughs> don't don't Coke. show what it looks like. Nope. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Chuckles. I, um, I watched the Indiana Jones trilogy. Yeah. 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 You didn't watch the quadrilogy? I don't know what that is. Okay. That's um, four movies. I, I know what the term means, oh, but I don't know. It's a made know. up term, by the way. Okay. Okay. No, you can go ahead and acknowledge it, Chuck. What? The quartet. How about the, that? The Crystal Skull? Yeah. That movie's never entering my DVD player. All right. Um, You know, Raiders and the Last Crusade are fucking amazing and always will be amazing. Temple of Doom, I just want to say that the first hour of that movie is one of the most excruciating things I've sat through in recent memory. Um, no. it, it is embarrassing on every single level. No. It is embarrassing for all the people involved. It is embarrassing to watch. <laughs> it is yes. It is an, it, it is an embarrassment in the careers of everyone involved. When that movie gets to the point where they get trapped in the room with the spikes coming down, from that point on, it is a tolerable borderline good movie. But up until that point, it is one of the most uncomfortable, awful things to sit through, and I feel like I've been too harsh to Crystal Skull after watching the first hour of Temple of Doom. Mm. You need to rewatch Crystal Skull because uh, you're being very harsh. I mean, the... I, the, I know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, you have to understand where it's coming from, it, what it's parroting, spoofing, jumping into an homaging. I don't know what you want to call it. I get it. But, the, I mean, like the antidote flying around thing, that, that whole thing is awesome i mean like i still love that sequence yeah i love the whole yeah the whole sequence in the in the club club yeah. obi-wan yeah mm-hmm. yeah but i'd love all that stuff i yeah. mean willie yes willie is she, annoying as shit sure. she is the most annoying character of the 1980s she is the jar jar binks of the 1980s i no, can't go there with you uh, I, can, I, know I, can, I can't argue that god <laughs> i can't dude. think of anyone worse this uh, movie has five minutes i will has an annoying child sidekick in it, and the child sidekick is what? not annoying because fucking Kate Capshaw is the worst thing on the planet. I don't even I don't yeah. even know you. I, I I'm saying I'm saying the concept of annoying kid sidekick. I'm not saying short round is annoying, but what I'm saying is the idea of a, of an annoying precocious kid sidekick no, 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 doesn't bother me in the slightest because there is this awful woman who sets back womanhood a hundred years. By being awful and stupid and vapid, and for some reason, everyone in the movie wants her. But she's 1930s woman. It's Marion not... was 1930s woman. I know. 
And she wasn't, oh my god, the gun is hot, I threw it out the window. Teehee. It was And her ears don't perk up every time someone says the word diamond. <sighs> but <laughs> it's different because like I think they wanted to do something they wanted to show the other side of the coin. Marion is so bizarrely different in the time that it was like that's why she's Indiana Jones's love of his life because he's like, Holy shit, real woman not stupid, not whatever. And Marion's basically a dude. Yeah. And it's <laughs> Marion is basically She's a, dude. a super hot dude. And <laughs> Well, Ra- Raiders just taking on a whole new yeah, meaning. It now. should. But, yeah. but but yeah, it's like this is like a new thing for Indiana Jones to have to overcome is like woman being girly, nineteen thirties girly, and he's like he has it's weird that he has no patience for her and yet at the same time wants to bone her. That's I will, that's I will the annoying that. part of it, is that he's like, God, shut up. Now have that's sex with me. That's the annoying part about being a man. Well, yes. okay. <laughs> well, I agree with that. I See, agree with Gutch, that. I wish I, you would I, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I will say, Chuck, and I'd love to bone her. Yeah. Right. I, I understand Chuck, that dilemma. You, I really do. Like, really, you talking about this is making me realize that probably that movie in particular is the one nostalgia affects me the most mm-hmm. on because I've somehow I've seen, you know, I think a lot of people our age, Temple of Doom, they've seen more than the other I would agree with than that. Than the other movies. It seems to be the case. it was always on. Yeah. Somehow, somewhere, it was always on. Right. And that last hour, I think, is terrific. I agree with that. And I, yeah, I think and the I second think hour of that movie's hour great. Is iffy. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I love Clove Obi-Wan, but then everything with the, you know, and everyone's... Well, I like, like the car cool, Like, chilled monkey brains and all well, that. I like but this that car c- escape and everything, too. I mean, like, everything about getting out of Clove Obi-Wan is good, too. I mean, I yeah. Like yeah. the falling through the... Um, you know the whatever's yeah it's just all that no time for love dr you know all that thinking about raiders because i i bought the set and i watched certain chunks of it Mm -hmm. i just didn't have time because borderlands came out and that i was like i can't do anything else understandable but i watched chunks of the first two movies Mm -hmm. and like raiders i was just struck by the ending when they open the arc Mm -hmm. i can't think of any other movie that has something that's built up so much mm-hmm. to be like nobody knows what this thing does mm-hmm. that actually pays it off in a way that is more impressive than what I came up with in my imagination. It still blows like, my mind that that movie ends the way it does. Yeah, it, it is still amazing to me that that's what happens at the end of that movie. I know it. Like I and I asked people on Twitter and nobody could really say anything. Mm-hmm. that would like was even to me remotely close yeah you know or there were things that were like it was left a mystery like the briefcase in pulp fiction but mm-hmm. that's like a whole other story because that's right. kind of that's not really the same thing yeah because they they never pay off what that is everyone left to guess but mm-hmm. like raiders it's that's i think that's what pushes you talked about there's all sorts of little touches here and there like yes. little coincidences and little things that just sheer dumb luck mm-hmm. combined with people with talent at their absolute top of their game doing yeah. everything. Yeah. Plus all those little touches that push it ahead. But I think that finale being as insane as it is mm-hmm. and actually paying off everything that it promises mm-hmm. is what pushes that movie up into, you know, the top 10 of all time. Yeah. Not referencing the things that happened right before it in the movie itself. I would actually probably call that Chekhov's bazooka. <laughs> because it's like, you know, there's Chekhov's gun where it's like you see it and it eventually pays off. That's, that's like, you see it and like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, the explosive destructiveness of the end where it's yeah. just like, oh, I was not expecting that. And, yeah. I, you know, I got to tell you, the, the effects in that are still amazing. They are still yeah. like, you're looking at it and you're like, how are they 
doing this i mean i know opticals yeah, like light and I, arcs coming out of the dudes yeah and like, like when it hits the dudes like in the eyes and the mouth and everything and like it's it's going through the cameras and everything it's just like this this is some incredible shit why did we move away from this i know it's cumbersome and probably expensive and no one on the planet remembers how to do it anymore because it all involves plates you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is so amazing to look at i i tell you I, you know the the one flaw of that set having watched the three movies is that the movies are so cleaned up and so clear that you can now predict when an optical effect or a yeah. transition is coming because suddenly everything gets super grainy and it's like, okay, now we're about to fade into another scene because mm. suddenly the shot got all crazy. It's like, this is the first time I'm noticing technique like that because the movie is so pristine. Hmm. Yeah, it's and, weird. And that the ending of Temple of Doom, the green screen. Oh, yeah. The Temple wow. of Doom has some like, green like, screening issues. That's the issue with HD, yeah. is we've gotten so used to seeing it on TV and yeah. low def and yeah. on VHS copies and even the DVD ones where it's like now you see it in 1080p and yeah. you're like, oh, Jesus. Right. Did they do anything to fix the uh, the snake glass? Yes. Uh, yeah, I could not see it. Yeah, really? You don't see it. Yeah. Because oh, that, always... that was one of the scenes I yeah. jumped to because I was like, did how, they how fix it? How can you see this? Yeah. yeah, and it no. I mean, what no, they did was amazing. It. I mean, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, I know I used to be well, able to Raiders, see the reflection. They went through frame by yeah. frame. Yeah, they did a ridiculous restoration. And some of like the, I mean, the opening shots, it, like I never noticed getting film geeky, but like the focusing techniques mm-hmm. they use in that first temple when yeah. he's with Alfred Molina. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they got some of those shots. I like, know. I watched them, I'm like, how the fuck did you do this? Yeah. Because they'll have stuff in the background that's razor sharp, but they've mm-hmm. got indie right in the foreground, and... It's just it's. What's well, uh, that's all about? Yeah, that's. I know, but it's just like high aperture. <laughs> I know, but there's just some amazing yeah. filmmaking techniques going on in there. Yeah, but it's almost like the Blu-ray makes them too high def mm-hmm. because like the edges of the guys, like yeah, you, you it's know almost, that's how it was filmed because yeah. of the rim lighting they're using and everything. But it still almost looks like they overdid it. Mm-hmm. But you realize no, they didn't. That's yeah. how well that was filmed. Yeah. So. I mean, I just, yeah. I, f- I firmly believe that, I mean, and this is just sort of retarded logic, but that there is just sort of this movie gods kind of thing, and sometimes movies just come together perfectly. You can't fault it no matter what went wrong during it. It's just like this movie is going to come out perfectly, you know, and they all, those movie gods hate Terry Gilliam. But <laughs> <laughs> like in case of Raiders, there, there is nothing wrong with that movie. I mean, the only thing I can think of when rewatching it that that bothered me was that when Indy gets off the off Katanga's boat and gets on the sub, and then they cut to sub going away for miles and miles. And, and miles. it's like, did he? Did the sub not submerge? Did he just hang on the top the entire time? Yeah. Why would the sub not submerge? That doesn't make sense. Because they seemed, according to the map, they went a long way. <laughs> it just seems odd that they would run yeah. it, you know, Periscope they breath. Depth. They just traveled by map and you can hold his breath. <laughs> oh, it's just... Because so the, the map goes theory. super quick, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, so, yeah. But, but I mean, even the things that went wrong went right. Yeah. You know, with the famous, the bullwhip mm-hmm. shoot, you know, the bullwhip sword fight. Yeah. Just, he had dysentery that day. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't want to do he this. He had diarrhea, so <laughs> they okay, made, they, that made the scene better. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. Those movies rule. Mm-hmm. I'm well, going to have to sit down and watch them all. In one. I really recommend doing it. Yeah. So we have one more voicemail, and it'll actually lead into us talking about what we're doing next week and beyond. Ooh. Hey, Bamfcast. This is Bennett from Georgia, a.k.a. Zombear13 on your Twitters. Just want to say I love the show. I've spread the gospel of Bamfcast to a bunch of my friends, and they're hooked now, too. 
I know you probably have October plans in place at this point, but I thought I'd still get in a plug or two for a couple of titles. Might be worthy of your time. The first one's called Death Spa, although on my copy, the title Witch Bitch slams up on the screen at the beginning like Tarantino did with Death Proof. Uh, yeah, so Death Spa. Basic story, a ghost takes over the computer that runs this 80s high-tech health spa. The violence, nudity, fantastic gore, killer fish, asparagus porn, more 80s exercise cliches you can shake a leg warmer at. Definitely check it out if you can track down a copy of Death Spa. Uh, a year or so ago, I think it was episode 97, the listener recommended Sleepaway Camp. Chuck kind of poo-pooed the movie, and I really think Chuck was selling it short. It's got a lot going for it, uh, more than just that shock ending you may have had spoiled for you already. Honestly, every single thing in Sleepaway Camp is just plain old fucked up. You really owe it to yourselves to experience Sleepaway Camp. That's all I got for now. Thanks for putting out such a great show. Happy Halloween. Bend it out. Thanks, Bennett. Man, I love these pre-produced voicemails. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was throwing up the horns that entire song. You were rocking out. I know. Yeah. I so, hope you weren't rocking out with your y- cock. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting right there. You can see. I'm looking straight ahead. Take a look. As huh? always. Take a look to no. your right. Look. I'm not looking. Right. Look. I'm ne- hey, BJ, look. there's something on the floor right there. <laughs> I bet there is. My dick. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to play that. Oh, so funny. man. So, yeah, anyway, <laughs> starting next week, it's October. Mm-hmm. Yeah. October. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. That's what we should have done. Rocktober? Yeah. No. All horror movies with rock there, themes. There's a way to do that. Kiss meets the fan of the, in the park. No, no, no. What? <laughs> no, but there's a way to do that. Okay. Um. Yeah, we're going to watch some horror movies. Yeah. We sort of shy away from that during the year because most of us really just don't like horror movies. What? I do. I love horror movies, but I save them up for the horror. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Horror movies, I mean, you know, we judge things to a different standard, and it seems like horror movies are judged to a different standard by a lot of people. Yeah. You know, because... Well, because some people don't care about the overall movie. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember when the kill. Yeah, they that care, yeah. some people care about the kills. Right. Some people care yeah. about. Yeah, there's totally different criteria for a horror movie. So yeah. we're just trying to find four or five good time horror movies. Nothing amazing, but bad enough to be enjoyed by all. Dude, Death Spa sounded pretty fun. It does. We've got a similar movie lined up on the list. Yeah. So hopefully it is as good as the way that one sounded. Hmm. So. I only know of one movie, and that's because it was recommended a long time back, and now we have a copy. And okay. I may have an HD copy on my DVR. Oh, snap. Too. Sweet. Let's do that. So, yeah. So. October. Horror movies. Enjoy it. Yeah. There's your vague teaser. Yeah. <laughs> but thanks for the uh, voicemail there, Bennett. Absolutely. And, and thanks for spreading the good word. Mm-hmm. Probably still not going to do Sleepaway Camp. Oh, Chuck. I've got the whole set. I'm going to watch them at some point. Okay. You should probably watch the first one and let me know how wacky it is. I remember it being sort of serious, and then w- uh, with the ending, it's yeah. like, ah. I will probably not watch the one that's not really a full movie. Yeah, the, the one lost where they one. just sort of gave up. Yeah. Well, I think they ran out of <laughs> yeah, money, it was and it was well, like, well, we'll put it out, yeah. but it's not going to make a damn bit of sense. <laughs> just enjoy what we could have done. Yeah. Yeah. I'll skip that one. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Well, let's do some contact information, shall we? Check us out on the website at bmfcast.com. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at bmfcast. Search for us on iTunes, the Bad Movie Fiends podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. Also, check us out on Stitcher, which is an app for your relevant mobile device devices. 
which will stream our glory directly into your ear holes for the low, low price of free. Finally, give us a call on the most important piece of technology in the world, <laughs> the Bamcast hotline, the Garfield phone. Oh. Ring us at 9105-JOX-BMF or 9105569263, and you too can be a hero. Let's get out of here, shall we? Yes. Let's. Sure. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out.